Welcome, everyone. Good morning to another episode of Daybreak Crypto. You have Swiss, Greg, and Kem on this morning talking about two new fundraising deals. First up, Blockstream, a crypto infrastructure company. News is making the rounds with their alleged down round underway and potentially threatening their unicorn status. Second link up will be on Starbucks' NFT partner raising a small round in the seed stage. So first on Blockstream. This is a company that was founded in 2014, building infrastructure on Bitcoin. Last year, in August of 2021, they raised a $210 million Series B round, valuing the company at $3.2 billion. They bought an ASIC chip maker, which is used for proof of work mining. And they've also acquired a couple of companies over the years, one of which was a crypto hedge fund as well. And so this new report coming out, is suggesting that the new valuation is likely under $1 billion, uh, around a 70% discount towards their previous valuation. I wanted to highlight this as a commentary on the funding market that we're seeing because the company was co-founded by a gentleman named um, Adam Back. And he, uh, I think that's his name. Yes, Adam Back. He was the he was cited in a Bitcoin white paper actually for his algorithm hash cash, which was uh, something released in 2002 for DDoS defense essentially. And so I thought that this was an interesting thing to see that one of the individuals cited in the Bitcoin white paper him, it's himself struggling probably to, to justify previously raised valuations um don't know the details this is all somewhat conjecture in the news but um, not totally surprising that, that a company so closely integrated with btc is probably facing a down round but i think that if if this gentleman is facing headwinds in the environment there will be similar fit challenges for those who are raising right now Kim, yeah. greg do you have a chance yeah. to see this yeah I did get a chance to see it. And and like you mentioned, this is this is something that, you know, if, if some of these top, you know, players are are facing, you know, this inability to raise right now and have to lower their valuation, then yeah, as you kind of mentioned, you can expect that's probably gonna permeate, you know, much broader than just them. Um and this is something that you've actually talked quite a bit about as we've, you know, met with a lot of the teams that we help consult with and, and help raise. And, and we're facing very similar struggles, right? You know, the, the valuations we were seeing even six months ago uh, aren't really realistic anymore, um, given the current risk appetite of, of most people still looking to deploy capital. Um, and, and if you look at when they raised this, you know, because I think they said their Series B was done in August 2021 at a $3.2 billion valuation. And if you think back to August 2021, that was right, you know, we were heading into that peak of that euphoric stage of the market um, before it started to, you know, turn over and crash into November and then obviously January into 2022. So, it, I mean, they raised 210 million at almost the peak um, of, of the market in terms of valuation and price. So, yeah, I mean, as we see these kind of deals that, that came in the back half of 2021, um, I think we're going to see significant down rounds, like you mentioned. And, they're mentioning that Blockstream uh, may be valued even below one billion now, which is, you know, obviously, I think you mentioned seventy percent discount. Um, so that's pretty stark. 
Yeah, my what I'm wondering is is how their runway looks. I would be really curious to see um, how much of that 210 from last year is gone, or how much runway they've got. But at least they're able to bring in new money. Um, they're going to have to take a haircut on the valuation. But I mean, if you're a startup operator right now, I think the main thing you're looking at is how much money do I have, and how do I stretch that out as long as possible. If it's a down round, so be it. If that's what it takes. You know, there's there's worse problems to have, like not even being able to get the new money in. But um, I think uh, it was interesting as well. One last comment, and then we can pivot to the next link. I was watching, uh, the, I think it was a gentleman from Blackstone uh, or BlackRock was on uh, the DealBook conference uh, a week or two ago, the same one that uh, they, the New York Times interviewed uh, SBF. And he was quoted as saying that the tokenization of securities is, is where he's bullish on, on blockchain. But he made an interesting comment that uh, he doesn't expect any of these companies to, to last. And that's kind of a, I don't know, that's probably a controversial opinion, but um, you know, it, that comment really rang out in my mind uh, as I was reading this one, because imagine if you raised at a billion dollar valuation at maybe a third of of this August 2021 round, well, you might not even be able to bring in the new money that you might need if you're just a little smaller with a little less flash on your uh, resume. So there's going to be a lot of companies that I think to take it one step further can fail to even raise the, the next round that they need. Um, but in, in any event, I know we need, need to pivot to the next link. Uh, Greg, you, uh, I know you, would you like to introduce this? Starbucks NFT link. Yeah, so this is um, this was a funding a funding raise by a company called Forum Three. Uh, they're a firm specializing in branded digital collectibles, and their big thing right now that they're doing is they are leading the Starbucks uh, loyalty program, which is going to uh, eventually introduce NFTs and other digital collectibles that people can get by spending money at Starbucks, and then. Over and then I guess ultimately they're going to have a marketplace where people can trade these and sell them and do whatever they want with their you know collectibles. Um, but yeah, they raised about yeah they raised ten million in seed funding. Uh, this is their first raise. Um, they're run by a ex uh, chief digital officer at Starbucks, so they have a very good in with them. They're very seems like they're very tight with them and. I don't know. This seems like a pretty interesting program. Um, so the Starbucks digital collectible, it's just going to be something that you get for spending money or doing anything at Starbucks. You're not going to have to do a wallet or anything. Uh, so it's going to kind of try to help onboard some of these people who may not be as technically savvy as some of us. Um, and yeah, I think it's just, it's cool to see some of these bigger companies start to try to onboard people and get involved in the web three space. What do you guys yeah, think about I this? I liked what I read on this. It got me a little bit uh, thinking uh, imaginatively. Um, they are talking about these experiences called that they're calling journeys, so interactive activities. Uh, once a journey is complete, members are in their collectible journey stamp NFTs. Uh, this is that the Odyssey beta, the program at Starbucks. And what I think is an interesting application here it's it's essentially gamification of like exploring stories that you as a brand creator could could curate right so 
if I thought about it, like maybe you go to a Starbucks roaster or those, uh, those reserve ones, the, the, the big fancy Starbucks, there's only a couple of them. And you could maybe walk around and like learn about the different beans or particulars of, of how it's made. And that, that's one way that you could engage the extremely loyal users or customers, right? You could curate really interesting experiences that well, way. And you can really um, tap into your actual, you know, users and what they care about. You know, if, if a user and, and from the data that you're collecting or data you have in that customer, if you know they're interested in, you know, finding, um, you know, coffee supply chains that are supporting areas, uh, you know, that are struggling instead of going to the cheapest area to cultivate their, their beans. It's like there's ways to educate people or show them what you're doing um, beyond just, you know, the business to help out and and be generous. I mean, that's a huge thing in the coffee industry is this, you know, fair trade and being able to really support, you know, organic coffee growers and stuff like that. And I can start to lead people to learn about this or show them you're doing this. Um, so there's other ways to tap into your customers and make it more, you know, personalized to them. And, and really target, like you're saying, your your brand and your your marketing directly at that consumer because you have, you know, a lot more information on them. And then, yeah, and on top of that, also rewarding your super customers. Like they have their first NFT is going to be inspired by their Pike Place Market in Seattle, which is their first uh, coffee shop. So it's something where maybe you, you know, you can travel around the country and have every Starbucks you hit up, you get a new NFT and you can collect them all. But it gives you a little more motivation to go to Starbucks if you're already a Starbucks, you know, someone who likes Starbucks or even someone who doesn't like Starbucks. I may go to Starbucks now when I'm out and about if I want to get an NFT, you know, it's a little thing, but. Right. And I think the their ability to raise the 10 million, right, because this Odyssey program at Starbucks has been in the news for some time. And it sounds like they're entering a beta for the, the whitelist or there's a select group of people on the whitelist that they're going to be letting in to the beta, but uh, just to comment on the, the funding environment, right? This is a team that's clearly got a blue chip customer, AKA Starbucks, and they're they're able to raise this round. Um, and I think just to kind of echo the first, the first article, if you're going to be raising in this environment, you've, you've got to have the, the very buttoned up pedigree on the team's background or uh, real customer traction like this. And we don't know what the valuation was, uh, but a $10 million seed round, pretty solid, pretty solid. And then some of the investors on, on the, the round were notable too, like Polygon, which I know that's what they're using for the NFT and um, among others. So, yeah, I think, you know, this, this environment's going to be tough to, to raise in. Definitely. And, and like you said, it, it does show that, you know, we just saw Blockstream having to do a, a potentially significant down round to raise um, versus them doing their first seed round and, and getting $10 million. And, and like you mentioned, we don't know the valuation. But depending on kind of what you're offering, it can really, you know, the narrative can really matter in terms of what type of risk the, you know, these VC or these uh, fundraising groups are willing to take. So, I mean, with this one specifically, I, I think with $10 million in the names that are involved, it, it's probably, you know, not it's not a major risk like Blockstream who just raised, you know, over 200 million six months ago or nine months ago. Um, and, and on top of that, I think what a product like this loyalty program does is almost like that initial introduction to the mainstream of, you know, how NFTs can work and how Web3 can be integrated into real world products and have value. 
I mean, this is a great way in my eyes to, to get it out there to the general public because they're not going to be burdened by having to do all these intricate things like setting up wallets with mnemonic seeds and, and everything that comes with, you know, actually holding all your um, assets personally on, on your own cold storage wallet. But it'll get you close and it'll allow users to understand how it works and the benefits of it without having to get into those details because from what I understand, it'll be mainly done on the back end. And to a normal Starbucks user, it's just like using your application on your phone. And that's the type of integration we need um, if we want to see adoption. And I think, too, that's something where you see somebody, then they go in, they get it, and they go, oh, this isn't that scary. This is easy to use. I'm going to continue to go and continue to explore Web3 then. And you're getting these people involved instead of them just going, oh, I don't want to buy a $5,000 NFT. Well, I don't want to set up a wallet with a mnemonic code in it, like... Now you're actually giving them a reason to want to go and do this. Yeah, and it, much less friction too. Yep. Oh, I did want to mention one thing. I just, for whatever, I just thought it was interesting that Starbucks itself is not doing this, that they actually have a separate firm that they're contracting out to do this, which I think is smart. Let a Web3 company do this. But it's, I don't know, I just thought it was interesting that it's not under Starbucks' actual brand yeah. itself. Yeah. It's funny. I actually I've met one of the co-founders of, of Forum Three, and I've been talking to him over Twitter. I met him several years back in the uh, the last cycle, and invited him to do a pod with us. So we'll be getting him on. Would hopefully we can get a little bit of details into the the funding process and any challenges they face, and explore that with him. But keep an eye out for that. Hopefully within the next few weeks, or if uh, holidays interfere, maybe Q1 next year. But would definitely want to pick his brain and, and share some of that knowledge for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Cool guys. Well, we're at about time here. Thanks for hopping on this morning. We will be back for a couple more episodes this week, I think coming out of our hiatus. So really glad we could connect and, and talk news with you guys. Yep. Things are heating up. So time to get back on it. No doubt. All right. Catch you tomorrow. That sounds good.